Okay, it's 5.34 and I will call the Calaveras Council of Governments meeting for February 2nd to order. Uh, can we please rise if you can for the Pledge of Allegiance? Kim, can you please lead us? Absolutely. Please join me in the pledge. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you. <clears throat> we will move on to the consent agenda. Consent agenda items are expected to be routine and non-controversial and co controversial and will be acted upon by the council at one time without discussion. Any council member, staff member, or interested parties may request that an item be removed from the consent agenda for further discussion. Is there any council member wish to remove the consent agenda item? Is there any staff member? Is there any member from the public? Is there anybody on Zoom, Aaron, from the public? Not from the public unless, I mean, there's people on there who can make comments. No, no hands are raised? Okay, so we will bring it back to the council. I'm open for a motion for the consent agenda. So moved. I have a second. I have a motion by Tim and a second by Alvin. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? Passes five, excuse me, six, zero, one. Okay, six, zero, one. We'll move on to the regular agenda, number six, public comment, five minutes per person. Comments should be limited to items that are within the subject matter and jurisdiction of the council and not on the posted agenda. This is government code section 54954.3A. Is there any public comment? No. We'll give it just a minute, just in case a delay. All right, we'll bring it back to the council and move on to the regular agenda. We'll move on to item number eight. Uh, is Caltrans report? Nothing on seven? Seven. What? <laughs> he was trying to slide that one through. I, had, I, I did. Erin called me earlier today. We had a conversation about removing this item. She was going to send an email out. She was going to say for further, you know, a further date down the line. I asked her what date. You said December 2024. Okay, you didn't get the memo. Okay, fine. We'll move on to item number seven. This is a minute order approving the appointments of the chair and vice chair for calendar year, calendar year 2022. Um, I'm open for any nominations. I would move to nominate Ms. Amanda Fallendorf for chair since she's been vice chair for the past two, three years. So we have a motion and a second uh, for Amanda Question to be chair. Is there any other nominee? Are, are, is it just electives only that are voting for this? No. So 
citizens as well. Citizens as well. Um, so um, we have a motion and a second for Amanda to be chair for 2022. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? And so I will pass on to Amanda the gavel that I don't have that she has in front of her anyway. It says her name on it. And um, I will I will um, I'll nom nominate Alvin for vice chair. Oh, we have a comment. desk. <laughs> That's the one on chat, the one comment on chat there says it's off. Recently, and just want to share that with the board. 
Uh, we also are tracking the active transportation program cycle six. Um, the workshops are starting to kick off. We have one that's been announced on February 23rd at 9.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. Um, this is on the active transportation program website, but if you'd like um, further information on the program and, and the workshops upcoming, and this one is specifically for the central region of the state, um, please do reach out to us. Uh, we're happy to share that information as well, um, if you'd like. Um, other thing I wanted to mention to the board is there was a previous um, request from the board regarding the project and Murphy's, and we are going to be able to include a temporary asphalt sidewalk as part of that project. So um, we thank the board for bringing that to our attention, and we want to make sure that we share that news with you guys uh, tonight. Um, that's all I wanted to mention. Gregoria, I know you're on the line. Did you want to mention anything else? Um, on your end? I just wanted to thank COG uh, working with us on the overall work program. We do have um, a recent call for comments on the Caltrans Transportation Asset Management Plan. This is the second temp developed by Caltrans. Um, uh, comments are due February the 11th, and I will be posting the links to that um, on the chat at this time. I did go ahead and also post the links to the active transportation um, upcoming, um, uh, the virtual, that's for Central Region, as well as Clean California in the chat, if anyone would like uh, to take a look at those links. Uh, we look forward to working with Calaveras for receiving quarter one and two of uh, the um, overall work program uh, invoicing and uh, quarterlies. And we also look forward to receiving the OWP fiscal year 22-23 OWP. Thank you. You know what? Um, I also want to mention to the board, uh, we do have our Bicycle Pedestrian Advisory Committee kickoff coming next week on the 9th of February. Um, this is at 12 p.m. Um, information is also on our Caltrans District 10 website, but if you'd like to join us, uh, please do um, let me know. We'd be happy to have you. Uh, we want to create an opportunity for those around the district to talk about how we can improve our bike facilities across the region. So I um, appreciate that. I want to pass it back to the board. Thank you for the time. Yes, thank you, Madam Chair. Uh, Marlon and uh, Georgia, we have a groundbreaking ceremony coming the first week of March for our wagon trail project. And we will make sure you guys get invites to that and hope to see you there because you were very vital in that project and getting it started. And so looking forward to seeing you there. Thank you. We appreciate it. Yes, I just want to say thank you to Caltrans and Marlon Gregoria. Um, the wagon trail, I drive the copper every morning, so it's been kind of interesting to watch that, the staking, and um, they're doing some tree removal and brush, and uh, there's a lot of people traveling between Angel's Camp and Stockton and everywhere and talking about it. So it's, it's a great thing seeing moving forward. And for City of Angels, I just appreciate the, the time and effort and money uh, for the sidewalks, ADA, the bike 
everything that's coming to Angels is very exciting and it's going to make our town look amazing and great. So thank you too. Is that better? We can share. Okay, yeah, no worries. It's no big deal. Is that better? We have to do this. Yeah? Okay. Thank you, Doug. We should probably take that off. Okay. Are there any uh, other comments? John? I'm good, thank you. Okay, you love me. Okay. Uh, with that, then we're good. Thank you for joining us tonight. Appreciate it. Okay, next on the agenda is item number nine, which is discussion and direction on strategic planning. Amber. Sure, thank you, Chair. Uh, can you hear me okay with the mask on? Yeah, okay. I'll try to keep it on. Um, I am bringing this item to you because the last strategic plan for the COG was done over 10 years ago in 2009. Um, that strategic planning process really focused on some key goals on building from some significant organizational changes that occurred, you know, in the early 2000s till 2009. Um, and we really accomplished many of those goals um, and vision set forth in that previous strategic plan. Um, so we've really built on some of those successes and annually, you know, through our work program and other processes has done some goal setting since then. Um, but since that time, you know, one key change to note is the consolidation of the administration and oversight of the Calaveras Transit Agency um, that the COG now oversees. Um, and so just bringing this, you know, to the board for kind of just general um, consensus and support to move this forward um, and to kind of seek some of your input on if there's any you know key issues or areas of concern that you think should be a focus of a strategic planning process for the COG um, if there's a desired outcome how quickly or slow you know if we need to align this with other processes I know the county is currently going through the strategic plan is there a desire to you know wait until they're completed with theirs to initiate COGS um, or to just do it alongside um, the counties. So, I, you know, I see really this, the planning process for the COG definitely won't be as significant or comprehensive of the county or city um, as they're addressing a lot of organizational things in theirs and, and you know, it's a longer process, larger organization. Um, ours I see just really probably a series of th about three, two to three workshops with the board um, you know, whether that's at COG meetings or if the board desires them to be kind of separate study sessions, you know, during the day, um, that's at your discretion. Um, so just really kind of initiating this discussion with you um, to seek some initial feedback uh, before I move forward with, you know, getting a consultant to help facilitate the process and developing that, that scope of work for this project. And I'll it back to the chair. Uh, any comment from board members? 
I'm, I'll go, or John, go. You, I think you beat me. Okay. I recall uh, when I first became one of the, a board member here, we did have a workshop, and I thought we coordinated it even with uh, Tuolumne County, or Amador County, mm -hmm. and we met over at Greenhorn Creek, and they even had a, uh, an example um, of how to prioritize projects, and it was, it was really well run, um, and I enjoyed it, and I learned a lot as a new board member at the time. I know this board, you know, we have a mix of some newer board members and some experienced board members. But even so, I, I find every time you attend one of these, you, you do learn more about how the processes are. Obviously, things are changing right now. The infrastructure plan has passed, so there's some new money out there um, for us to be working with, which is nice. So I think um, potentially maybe if the county is going to conclude their strategic plan in the next three to six months? Mm, no. No? Maybe three to six years. <laughs> it's not the general plan. Strategic plan is close. We have a retreat scheduled for the 25th of March, and then a lot of stuff will come out of that after that retreat. And then the departments have, have their little input sessions. So we'll know more after that. About, I, um, the question was raised should we wait until the county's concluded? I think the opportunity is, is there for us today to go ahead and, and maybe work alongside, knowing that we're going to receive the county input as they develop further plans on their end. Um, but I don't think it's a bad idea for us to, to move forward with it rather than wait uh, behind the county. Okay. I would kind of echo what John said. I mean, almost he was spot on with what I would think, unless, unless staff feels a need to wait for the county 100%, uh, then I, I could go with that too. But uh, Yeah, I don't, I don't, from my perspective, you know, see a, a reason we would need to wait for, for the counties unless, you know, there's things coming out of the county that might influence COG. Um, and, and to what uh, John was talking about, um, we did an annual, um, one year we did just, it wasn't a part of a strategic setting you know uh, process but it was part of goal setting um and it was like a funding 101 kind of workshop and we did invite our neighbors um and it was a really good workshop i think it was about i think uh four hours we did two hours before lunch had lunch and two hours after lunch um so we could definitely do something like that to kind of kick off the the process and gives a nice kind of orientation as to you know the funding environment what cogs does what cogs role is and get some goal setting and feedback on that one Mike. thank you two questions one how many items and i've never seen the long range strategic plan but how many items that are on there have already been either addressed or be are not they're antiquated they're no longer needed and Typically, in scenarios when I've served in that type of capacity in the past, we would sit down and revisit the plan once a year just to see what our progress was and if something had changed, and you would have short, medium, and long-range goals. So, um, Do we think moving forward we'll be doing anything that would conflict with what the city or the county might come forward with? I mean, I can't predict that, but I, I would think, you know, we have representatives on both uh, jurisdictions and I, I don't think that okay. you know cog would be in a position of overstepping you know our boundaries um, so I think we'd be very conscious of that yeah okay 
Yeah, I, I don't think there's any going to be any conflict at all. What we do here versus what the city or even the county and our strategic plan will affect too much. What it is, what I would suggest is uh, perhaps our next meeting put on the agenda that we do a workshop or you, you send out the, the current strategic plan and the, give members time to go through it and look at it. And we have like a workshop scheduled for the next meeting and we can have a discussion on it. I'm in favor of going forward with the new strategic plan. I was part of this last one way back in 2009. <laughs> so <laughs> it's it's been a while. I think, you know, it, some of it's antiquated, obviously because of things have changed um, and things are even changing faster with the mandates for electric vehicles and other things. So some of that should be part of our strategic plan and moving forward, but we can have that discussion in a workshop and move it forward. But if, if Aaron can send out uh, the current strategic plan from 2009, if it's even been digitalized uh, <laughs> at this point. So we can look at it between now and the next, and if everybody's in favor, we can do a workshop and go through it and have, you know, give you staff direction on what we'd like to see. Absolutely, and we, we did go through the process of digitizing it, um, and I did include it here in a link, but it's just underlined, so it probably kind of got hidden in the staff report. Um, but absolutely, Aaron can send a separate email with the attachment. Um, yeah, well, it's, it's, yeah, I should have made it more prominent or as an attachment. It's not work. very long. <laughs> 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 um, but uh, we can do that. Our next meeting uh, is pretty full agenda. Um, so I don't know if you want to do like set an hour or so before the meeting or just. Yeah, do it before. Or do it, yeah. Either way, whatever the board, whatever the board agrees on is fine, but I think. That's probably the way, I think you're going to get the consensus that's what we need to do and the way we need to go, so. Okay. And what would you like this first workshop just to focus on, a review of the past strategic plan, the accomplishments we've, like how we've accomplished that, okay. I think you should also do, with the, John mentioned the infrastructure, I think what's coming down the pipe um, so we can talk about it now and make sure we incorporate it with what type of funding is available, i.e. bridge, master plan, funding for master plans, or planning, any type of planning. Um, I don't know where the city stands, but the county I know is going to have some possible planning needs for funding. Um, and then co-location, I know over the years we have talked about co-locations, so how are we going to intertwine this? with CTA too. Um, do we want to keep being separate and two separate buildings? I mean, what are we looking at as an agency right. physically? Um, and then Gay mentioned the mandate. So maybe you can weave that all together and just have some points to get us going. So get the conversation going. And then from there, I feel like all of us will start being able to contribute to more details. Okay. Um, pending timing and how much is on the meeting, I might, if it's okay, bring this in April. Um, I'm happy to defer that's okay. 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 We can work on that. Okay. And then I think with the county strategic plan, Amber may be coming in to, to help with that facilitation as well to talk about. Um, because a lot of our capital improvement plans will align with 
the conversation to... here as well. So Amber will have an opportunity at some point to participate at the county level yes. for strategic plan too, which should help you help here too. She, she's, part, she's participating Monday at the county. <laughs> Am I? Are you not? I'm not. Monday? I don't know what's but Monday. You know, oh, I thought you were planning director. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's funny. Okay, I've got my direction. Anything else for anyone else that want to contribute? No? Is there anyone online? Um, Any public comment? There was a public comment from Krista Dodd, who's attending as a public, um, saying that she agrees with John Jones and thinks it should be a joint session with Palmy County makes good sense. Okay. Okay. Okay, so if everybody's happy with that, I'll move on to the next item, which is item number 10, uh, local agency updates. Are there any, I think I saw Robert on, You did, online. Did I not? Good afternoon. There he is. Yes, good afternoon. You may have seen the project uh, progress on wagon trails. They're cutting down all the trees. They're trying, within the right-of-way, of course, they're trying to uh, beat the time for the, the uh, birds nesting on the trees. If they start nesting in there, that could affect us a little bit. So they've done quite a bit of work. The next thing that they're doing is, well, I guess uh, you've also seen that the uh, right-of-way was staked. That's a necessary element. And now what they're going to be doing is clearing the area so that they could install the fences. Fence work begins next week. So th those are the items that, are, that you see happening right now. Um, we continue to have negotiations in the background with uh, one of the property owners. So that continues. That's the big news right there. Thank you. Thank you, Robert. Is there any questions from board members? No? Okay. It, um, I didn't see any city, see city report. Long, but I'll give a quickie on just the Murphy's Grade Road is right now the big one. Um, we had to transfer some different funds around at our previous board meeting. Um, we found some water lines, some old water lines that had asbestos lines oh, in them. Um, so we found a lot of interesting things on that job. <laughs> um, we ran into material shortages, contractor things. Yeah, it's just it's been an amazing project. But we're moving forward. Um, I saw about the end of the day paving again and pouring some concrete. So that project's moving forward. It's just been kind of a long thing. As, as every scoop of dirt we moved, we found an old root cellar and we found all sorts of stuff. So oh, that project moving forward, it'll look nice when it's all cleaned up and done. So that's all for the city right now. Thank you. Um, next, we'll move on to council reports. So I'll start to my last with Tim. I have nothing to report. I have nothing to report. Nothing to report. I don't have, actually I do. I'll, um, I'll let you go first. Okay. Anything? Um, yeah, I got, um, we disappointed last night. Oh, thank you. Um, 
appointed last night uh, Rebecca Callen as the new city administrator. So at some point, I, I would like to get you in contact with her and uh, get you guys talking and working and going forward. So that's very excited to have her on board as of last night. So she starts, I believe, on the 7th, uh, which is just a week, less than a week away. So that was very exciting last night. So that's all from the city. Yes. <laughs> Dave? I have nothing to report, Madam Chair. John. <laughs> and thank you, but I have nothing to report either. Thank you. Um, Gary and I, I have something. Gary and I um, spoke at the CTC. Um, we attended that with Amber last week uh, to seek more funding for uh, Wagon Trail for awesome. the next phase. So, um, I think it went really well. Um, there were, we were many counties and regional transit, um, and the feedback. I, I think it was good. It was a good meeting. Okay. I think it was a good meeting too, and we requested the 4.5 million for engineering and uh, design for it. So we have a awesome. shovel-ready project to seek funding for it. And I spoke to Amber and Amanda about some options that we could do um, since that funding is not it, it's it's 23 24 25 funding uh, for that RTIP funds but uh, I came up with some ideas that we discussed about getting the funding um, some funding before that through the county to get it started and get that all done and then replace it when that funds become available at a later date so we can get forward, moving forward now on getting design, and then we can start moving forward with um, funding and getting right-of-ways. And uh, so hopefully we can be complete and funded by the time we finish phase one, so we can just go right into phase two and finish off that whole corridor from Alpine County to Stanislaus. Um, so that's awesome. That's the discussion we have. Thank you, guys. And after our staff report, I forgot, and you're on deck. I'm on deck. Take a minute to sink in. Just executive director. <laughs> Amber. Thank you. Uh, Chair, I was going to thank Supervisor Tofanelli and Fallendorf for attending with me last Thursday. and spending the time to wait until our item, so blocking out a good four hours that, that day um, to sit and wait, but the CTC and CTC staff really um, appreciate uh, when they see uh, elected members support um, for these projects, so I think that was really important. So I appreciate your time um, representing the COG on that. And then just thank outgoing Chair Gary um, for all your leadership and support it's been nice working with you, and we've really appreciated, at least at the staff level, all your support that you've provided um, to the COG. So it's been a pleasure working with you. I'll continue to work with you, but thank you for serving as chair um, for the years that you did. Well, well thank you, Art. Yeah. And thank you, Art. It was a joy working with both of you, uh, both professional people, and both do a very good job for us. Thanks. Um, and then other than that, I uh, just wanted to thank Caltrans uh, for their quick response to the issue at Murphy's, the shop project, 
and coming back and, and um, rectifying that safety issue uh, and putting in some sidewalks. So that was really um, success of partnership between um, the COG and Caltrans. So we're happy that that's being resolved. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, I, I included some information on the uh, new Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act, IIJA, the federal bill. Um, briefly talked about it at the last meeting because it was passed on November 15th. Uh, a lot of money, a lot in competitive grant funds, a lot in formula funds, still working through with Caltrans and FHWA and FTA, <laughs> um, all the rulemaking and figuring out how much money is actually going to end up funneling through and how much we're going to end up getting. Um, we're hopeful, you know, we'll see some increases in our formula funds. Um, and then we're going to see a lot more work on our behalf and our consultants in applying for grants because um, there's going to be a lot out there. There's a lot of new programs. So we're still sifting through everything, participating in workshops. Um, and hopefully at the next workshop we bring you can bring more information on more specifics um, on the programs that are out, that are out there uh, that we can apply for. Other than that, those are my updates. I'm happy to answer any questions. Um, I have a question. You, you haven't heard from CTC and the RTIP staff on our request from last week? Uh, not yet. Point. They have. So last week was the North Stip hearing, and then next yes. week is the South Stip hearing. So they wait till they do the two hearings, and then they start working through things. But. Um, I'll, I'll be working with CTC staff and if there's any issues and then as we discussed if there's any opportunities to uh, move the funding up. Alright. Our last discussion you thought maybe but I'll, we'll wait. <laughs> you get a little understand. <laughs> I'll, I'll call the director of CTC and let him know we're anxious. <laughs> I understand. Yes. Yeah, the, well, the CTC will take, I think, in March is when they actually approve our RTIP. Any other questions for Amber? No? Okay. So we're drawing and go into CT, CTA. And first, you got the time in? Okay. Uh, first is consent agenda item. We have multiple consent agenda items. Is there any board member that wishes to pull consent agenda item? Nope. I'm seeing none. Is there any public comment? Nope. With that, is there a motion to approve a consent agenda? So moved. There's a first. Second. There's a second. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Uh, regular agenda, item number six, public comment. Comment shall be limited to items that are within the subject matter jurisdiction of the council and not posted on the agenda. Is there any public comment for anything not on the agenda? I'm guessing none. Nope. Okay. Okay. Move on to item number seven, uh, minute order approving free rides to COVID-19 vaccinations. Thank you, Chair. I'll take this item. Um, so as the board knows, we've been offering free fares uh, since March of 2020. 
um, through the end of December, and then we've instituted fares, but kind of at a reduced rate than we used to offer. Um, and we continue to utilize COVID relief funds, so that's the CARES Act funds and CARISA um, funding this year in our budget. And so we, on a monthly basis, report to FTA on what we're doing in response to COVID um, for our employees as well as residents. And FTA is really encouraging, especially with the use of those funds, to do things like free, you know, encourage rides to vaccinations and the such. And we have to demonstrate how we're doing that. Um, so staff is recommending that we um, offer a free free fares or free rides to vaccination appointments. Um, and we've worked out with operations contractor on how to try to track that um, in terms of, you know, when they come back from the vaccination appointment, giving them a free return trip and then a voucher for their next ride. Um, so uh, looking to do that, you know, we can establish an end date um, or we can just follow the local um, state of emergency for COVID um, and have it just uh, extend until that um, local state emergency expires. Just a question. When you say local state emergency, is that a county declared or state declared? Um, we can tie it to whatever one you think is best. We were talking about the local county um, state of emergency that they adopt at the county board of supervisors. I don't know if it makes a lot of difference. I would hope that the county is following the state's lead on the state of emergency because I would expect that there's probably funding for it. Getting vaccinated is, is extremely important until we get past this pandemic. So I'm totally in favor of continuing the free rides, especially if we have money coming to support that on our transit system. Correct. I'm sorry. Yes. Are the rides going to the designated areas in the county that or is it just like almost a free-for-all wherever the person wants to go it would be specifically to a vaccine appointment so if they're riding the bus to get to a vaccine appointment that's what we would offer the free how, ride for how do we know that that's what the person's actually doing so i've and that's a good question you know that's logistics we had to figure out but i think the best way to do it is um, you know, they would probably pay for the trip there, and then when they get on with their vaccination card, they just show proof that they got vaccinated that day, and they would get the free ride back with a voucher for, you know, okay. the trip that they had to pay. So the card is the check and balance. Right. And, and including booster shots too. If you've already been vaccinated, you show them your card and you say you're going on to get a booster shot. That's the idea. Yeah. Yes, yeah. And we can clarify that. Does that do anything? Like, are we going against HIPAA regulations by asking a person for medical documentation? Okay. We can confirm that, but FTA is the one you know, the Federal Transit Administration is asking us for this data and information. Um, and it can be voluntary. They don't have to do it and they don't have to get a, you know, then they just won't get the free ride. And it's not, it's not a HIPAA violation. So apparently we've already confirmed it. <laughs> okay. Is there any other comments? 
Is there any public comment? No. Okay. With that, I'll bring it back to the board. Is there a motion? So moved. Is there Second. A second? All in favor? Aye. Aye. Did you get that in? Okay. Uh, next is item number eight, presentation of the new directive connected dialogue reservation software. Well, this is, this is Aaron. And now one day. Oh, <laughs> in the spotlight. <laughs> In October of last year, we awarded a contract to Spare Labs for some intelligent transportation software. And as or since then, we've been working with them to integrate our services. And then as of January 3rd, in tandem with the new services, we've launched that software. And so we just want to take this opportunity to kind of show you what it is and kind of how it works for us. So. Um, I've broken up into four different kind of categories. I'm going to start with rider experience. So with this software, we actually have an app now where riders are able to book their rides. It's a very, very quick, simple process to download the app. Um, I have the information on our website. But you download the app from the App Store. It's available on Android. It's available on iOS. And then you simply put in your phone number, and now you're ready to go. With your location turned on, it's gonna, Calder's Connect is going to pop up. You say, yes, that's me, and you can start booking rides. Um, another positive to this as a rider is you can now see the location of the bus once you book the ride. So if you booked it for picking up at 145, you're going to get a notification at 140 to say, hey, the bus is five minutes away. And so now you're better able to say, I got to get my purse packed, my backpack, I got to get out the door, whatever you have going on. Um, and then another positive from this would be that riders are able to leave feedback. So they've ridden the bus and they can actually rate their experience and provide notes if they choose to that we can then see. So that's really exciting for me at least um, as the rider experience. And then next would be dispatch experience. This is transportation, I'm sorry, trans operations and how they would use it. Um, of course, we're hoping to make it as efficient and useful for them as possible. They can create the duties for the drivers for their daily functions. And they also would help uh, schedule rides for riders if they choose not to use the app. They can call in to customer service and have the ride put in um, through dispatch. The dispatch can actually save rider profiles. So if we have somebody who uses the system time and again, it would make that a little bit more expedited and that they're saved in the system and we can just say Margot is ready to go, call up her name, and then just put in her location and times that she's looking for. We can also set up reoccurring rides. So if Margot goes to the same place every Tuesday at the same time, we can have it reoccurring so it constantly pops up, which again saves more time for dispatch and for the rider in booking the ride. And then our dispatch as well, as you can see on the screen, although it's a little... Um, obscured this map here is something that dispatch would be able to see and it actually shows you all the buses that are in the field or in the community at that time and there's different colors meaning different things for the buses so dispatch would be able to kind of know if there's something off or if there's something an issue um, this doesn't show all the colors and this isn't a map of our area it's just an example um, but gray means that matching is paused so if a rider goes on the app and tries to book a ride, it won't automatically get assigned to that bus, but dispatch would be able to assign it um, if that bus is able to accommodate that ride. 
Blue means there's no rides assigned to the bus. Red would be that the bus doesn't have a connection to the service or is 10 minutes late. Um, or haven't had the connection for 10 minutes and or is 10 minutes late. There is yellow, which means no connection or late one to two minutes. And then there's a green, um, which means everything is great. So they have rides, they're on time, we're very happy. And then we can move to the driver experience. Um, there's not a ton to say on the driver experience in that our drivers already use iPads uh, when they function on fixed route to use the Zoom app to know where they're stopping next and to put in information. So this is just simply if they're assigned to dial a ride services for the day, they would use the spare app versus the Zoom app. So they're already comfortable with the iPads, they're already comfortable with entering this information. But what I like is, as you can see on the screen, this is what a driver would see on their iPad, saying that they have 11 minutes and they go and pick up Ron. Um, but they're also able to see who to kind of expect at the web, or at the stop, being an adult, a child, a senior. Um, in this case, Ron uses a wheelchair, so the driver already knows that that's what's to expect. If they are at a stop or get flagged by another person on their route that they're able to accommodate, they can actually add that information. It doesn't have to be booked through the app or dispatch, they can still accommodate and pick up a rider um, in route. And then, so they can see the details, it, it makes it flexible, it makes them able to accommodate riders still. That's kind of what the drivers see. Um, just not a lot of detail to go into on that one. And then we have kind of where <laughs> I'm gonna spend most of my time, and which is really, really important, is reporting. So spare in itself, What's really exciting is it collects pretty much every aspect of data we can ask it to on our dial ride service, which is very exciting. And then it presents that information in numerous methods, um, which is gonna help us to kind of look at our service in different ways and hopefully make it accommodate the community as best as possible. So the first one you see here is a weekly email that it auto-generates and tells us kind of the weekly summary. So this was the 24th through the 30th, that was the most recent week. And it's just kind of a template of numbers that they tell us on how we operated. And then another option is if we actually go into the website um, our, on our end, we would see um, all these numbers, which is a lot, um, with a lot more things. So you can see it numerically, percentages, decimal points, all that. They provide bar graphs, which I think is really handy. What you're looking at is um, January numbers. So this is the whole entire month, not just a week. And then they also provide a really nifty little heat map. So this is the heat map showing January's pickup locations. And so obviously red and orange and yellow are the more popular pickup destinations. It's really handy to see where our services are being requested and used. And then the green would be slightly less popular. Um, and so you can see, um, well, I don't know if I have a mouse on here. Yeah, I do. So this is actually copper. This is gonna be your San Andreas. Angel's Camp, Mountain Ranch, Moak Hill, Wilseyville, uh, West Point, and Jackson area. So we're pretty excited about it. it. It displays the information in really great and I think useful ways. And then also something really wonderful about SPARE is that since we started working with them, we have certain metrics that we measure and that we use for reporting purposes that aren't necessarily picked up in these reports, and so they've actually sat down and um, listened to us and created a Google Sheets or an Excel uh, report so we can download all this information, 
stick it into this Excel, and then they pop up specific measurements that we use. Um, they've been super helpful, uh, very responsive. So we have like our on-time performance, boardings by zone, boardings by fair type, and those are separate Excel sheets that we use for our purposes. And I know I went through it kind of fast, but if you guys have any questions, I will try to answer them. The board have any questions? The app is called Calaveras Connect. The app is called Spare. So you would download the Spare app on your phone, and then if your location's turned on essentially, Calaveras Connect is probably going to be the only thing that pops up because we're the only thing in the area utilizing Spare. And you just hit that, and then it's very simple and you're ready to go. This is awesome. I like this. Very exciting. Yeah, this is a very neat feature. Are we having any um, issues with people not having um, connectivity service in certain areas of the county? I think we would anticipate connection issues just because of our county. We know there, there are places here that don't have connections regardless of what service you use. Right. Um, we haven't had the feedback that I've heard yet about anybody having issues. So. Okay. Yeah, but, you know, we have our, the back, the fail safe is just call our customer service and they'll schedule your ride. I just want to make sure, and I may have missed it, Aaron, that the Spare app, you, you can go to like the Google App Store mm -hmm. and down, okay. Correct. I just want to make sure people yeah. are looking at okay. If you just search uh, Spare, it should come up. Um, and then today, actually, I made sure to go onto our website. And there's two different locations on the Calaveras Connect website where I made it uh, clickable, okay. take you directly to your app store to download the app for Spare. Right. Thank you. I guess you I, have I, have I do have another question. Okay. Um, does this Spare app, does this work for other transit agencies, or is it just exclusive for us? There, if the transit agency is participating, then yes, they're going to be available there. So if you download this and then you travel to some other city and their transit happens to participate, it's going to pop up in your app as an available uh, service to use. But it just depends on the transit agencies. So. So following up on that, does Amador or Tuolumne County use Spare? That was my question. Not that I'm aware of. I'm sorry, Tim. No, that's good. <laughs> okay. Um, I guess the other question, and I that heat map actually drove me back to looking at the consent agenda item. I didn't realize we were sending more people to Jackson than we had people transferring through the in-county use of the transit system. Has Columbia College opened back up? Or are we helping students get to Columbia too? Um, I didn't see. Yeah, we're there. still. We still have. We have the new Columbia College shuttle, which does five trips a day out to Columbia. So that's a fixed route. Okay. Uh, would those heat maps be available to us as board members to see? Um, we can always produce them somehow monthly. You know, summary. Um, but it's really on the administrative side that we see them. That I. I mean. I'll ask on behalf of the board then uh, if you could include that with the tabular summary with the Calaveras transit um, performance metrics. I think that's a great picture of what's happened in the last month. Um, and it's just one, it's a request for one more page in our agenda packet, but I think it's a very, pictures give a thousand words. It's a, it's a nice picture of what's sure. going on. Yeah, we can do that monthly. And then we have our semi-annual um, reports and annual reports that we will provide a lot more detail. Okay. For the board, but I don't think that's an issue. No, super quick. No. It um, won't cover Columbia, of course, because it's... It's uh, just your dial ride. It wouldn't show Columbia? No. This is just your dial ride demand response system. Columbia falls under fixed route. 
So, so are we still using the Zoom software independently to also be tracking rides? Just for fixed route. For the fixed route? Yeah. So we do we have anything that puts everything together, or are we basically using two different software packages? You have to. I, that's just... We do. There are no system that has fixed route and demand response. Um, Spare actually is working on a component to get fixed route incorporated so that when we can get rid of have the second everything. software. Okay. Yeah. And so that's the ultimate goal. But right now, um, spares is for Dialeride. Okay. Thank yeah. you for the clarification. I'm assuming we'll be able to track how many people are actually using the app and see the progress. Yes. That is one of the measurements. Um, it shows up. And like I said, this is just January's numbers. January was kind of our learning experience. But on here, I can also, I can look at users, and it'll tell me people who just did their just downloaded the app and booked through the app. It can tell us who their first ride is. Um, a lot more information on who, who the actual users are. But yes. I just wanted to say this is pretty impressive. I think it's. The data you can pull from it too, and hopefully makes your guys' life a little easier, so you can have another five minutes a piece or whatever. But I'm just yeah, the, it looked like the data you can pull from that for you know quarterly, yearly reports, look back in past history would be pretty amazing from year to year. I think so. Um, the data you can pull from it is going to be amazing. Absolutely. Any other questions or comment? Huh? Okay, is there any pop up? No. Thank you for showing that. That was pretty cool. Now I'm going to have to try it. I just got to think of a place to go to now. <laughs> All right, next on the agenda is past transit. They are not on. She's not on? She's not on. Okay. No. Yeah, I think she's she's been ill, so I guess she couldn't make it. Okay. Okay, so we'll move on to staff reports. I don't believe other than I've exhausted myself now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have anything in addition to that. Okay. You guys have it? You don't have anything? No, I'm okay. good for another four years. Um, oh, yes. Yeah. I, I just want to say and, and thank Amber and Aaron and um, the other members that were here and, and are still um, for the last two years since we took transit over in the condition that it was and to where we're showing what our presentation was here today that, that what we've gone through and where we're at in two years is amazing absolutely amazing and I, I just want to thank staff for everything they've done and the board too for all the changes we've made and, and the progress we've got going forward I mean it's absolutely correct with, with it's unlimited now what we can do with the information we've got when you look back just two years ago when we took it over and, and the money it owed and, and just not collecting and we're all current. So uh, I want to thank everybody for the progress we've made and the work that's been done. Thank you, Gay. If there's nothing else, then we'll join to March 2nd at 5.30 right here in the boardroom unless there are any serious changes that happen between now and then, right? 
Boom. Yeah, by one, by one minute. minute. <laughs> 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 